Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Trusted Tech Talks podcast. I'm your host, Manny, and I'm joined by Oliver Kwame, head of platform at Money Supermarket, to provide his insight and opinions on platform engineering. Welcome, Ollie. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Manny. Great. Uh, well, Ollie, I think before we start off with some of the questions that I'm, I was going to go into, uh, would you like to tell the listeners sort of who you are, where you work, and what your role is there as well? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Olivier Kwame. I'm head of platform engineering for Money Supermarket. So I imagine most of you know Money Supermarket, but it's a price comparison website that operates in many areas from travel to car insurance. So my team, the platform engineering team, we're currently building an internal developer platform for Money Supermarket. And it's really a group of uh, cross-functional product managers, software engineers, and infra guys. And yeah, we're basically looking to build out uh, the platform for Money Supermarket. Great. Thanks, Ollie. Um, it, we're really, really grateful for you uh, for joining us this week. Um, I, I really wanted to delve in, first of all, before we, uh, we go into the, the general cloud DevOps space, of you talking through your journey to becoming a head of platform um, at business like Money Supermarket, because you don't come from the traditional background to go into a sort of head of platform role. So could you just talk us through how that journey of becoming the head of platform at Money Supermarket? Uh, yeah, I mean, how far back do you want me to go? I'm not sure where to start, really. <laughs> uh, I, think, I like that you've not come from the traditional way, so just talk us through that, however quick or slow you'd like to take it. Okay. Um, so I think at heart, I'm really a software engineer. That's who I am. That's who I've always been. And ever since I got my first computer when I was eight, I've always liked to, yeah, I'm a right code. So... That's my main focus, really, which, as you said, is a bit different from most people who come into this from an infrastructure background. So before coming to Money Supermarket, I was at GSK, where my last role was CN Director for Product and Capability Enablement. So my manager there asked me to join that group because of my software engineering background. And he wanted me to help work with these different groups. So think... uh, release and patching and web platforms and security engineering, all these things to really build platforms to help all of GSK core tech. So that's one of the big areas where my software engineering um, background was useful. But before then I was at Salesforce and I think that's where I made the switch really. Because when I joined Salesforce, I joined as an engineering manager. Then I got to a point where it was, it was getting very samey, really. I was doing the same thing for a few years. Right. And I wanted to go back to being very hands-on. And at that point, I thought, hey, all this infrastructure stuff, when Terraform was coming out and uh, GCP was really interesting, let's give it a try. So I switched over and I became a principal at Salesforce for systems engineering. I did that for nine months. And then my um, manager at the time left, and I was, I was asked to go back to be the manager. So that's why, that's how I got into platform engineering leadership, really. It's, it's interesting, right? What, what we're seeing more and more of in the industry is 
people coming into that DevOps cloud space from a developer background versus an infrastructure. Um, but when you made that transfer over, because you were in quite a senior role with a good business, did you have people try and deter you a little bit or say, what, what are you doing? Just keep going down that engineering manager, maybe director level, because it would have been a complete different shift for you. Did, did you have many, many people discouraging you from doing that? Um, I don't think so. I think in my circle of friends and acquaintances, I think there's a kind of saying, you know, all the best managers are the ones who don't really want to be managers in a way. <laughs> it's all the developers who went into it because they wanted to change things, but not because they wanted to do day-to-day -day management at the end of the day. They go into it because they love engineering. So I think everybody around me understood. I just wanted to go back to my first love, really. And they were all very supportive. Oh, that sounds good. Sounds good. Um, I, I, how have you seen that transition and that impact and change, especially from you being doing development even as early as eight years old to where you are now? Just what type of impact has, has, the, has there been recently within that cloud and DevOps space within the tech industry, in your opinion? Um, well, going back a bit, I'd say the biggest thing is it's really empowered developers. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, being able to come up with an idea, code it up, deploy it and put it out there and oper operationalize it very quickly without needing assistance from a whole room of people was game changing. I mean, I remember the days of trekking into data centers and personally racking up servers. <laughs> oh, which wasn't much fun. Or even yeah. just working in startups, you know, where you had these massive machines on the desks and it sounded like a jet engine was, uh, was starting up. <laughs> so those days were interesting, but I think we've come to a point now where cloud and DevOps have really empowered individual engineers to really go all the way and really own a service from end-to-end, uh, -end, which for me is wonderful, really. 100%, 100 um, it, it's sort of interesting for, for, with your type of background as well at, at Money Supermarket. Uh, I'm really keen, and I think, I think the listeners are as well, about how, how you're creating the right environment to ensure the platform team is flourishing. Um, I think the key thing for me is that if you're going to spend a lot of time looking for and hiring the best people you can, then you need to make sure you empower these people. Because otherwise, you know, what's the point? Why are you looking for such skills and talent if they're going to be bogged down in process and be scared to speak up and all of these things? So I'd say inside the team, it's really about creating that safe space where everybody can contribute, can talk, can suggest changes, can always be improving without fear of being shut down. And then outside the team, it's really about trusting your team to interact with others in a way that, maybe traditionally would not be seen as good. So by that, I mean, I want my engineers to speak to other technology directors, to other senior leaders. I yeah. really want them to empower them and just own their space and have autonomy. Because I think that's what made me go into management, you know, being given autonomy and the power to actually deliver. And I just want to make sure my team has the same. Now that sounds really good. It must be it, it must be for some people that haven't come from that type of environment quite a bit of a change to have 
your leader encouraging you to do that and also just basically taking the reins off a little bit and letting you letting you sort of spread your wings have you, have you had many people that have come in and, and maybe not used to it and you've maybe had to encourage them a bit more uh yeah i mean you know let's be honest i don't think it's for everybody some people came into the field because it's a steady job. They just want to keep their heads down, do their nine to five, not think about it too much and move on, which I get, you know, I totally get. For me, my job is a passion. So I understand if being asked to really take ownership and see how far you can push it is not something you can do. So in those cases in the past, I've just worked with them to figure out, you know, what would be a better fit for their talents, really, and their interests. But, and only just focus on those who came in and wanted the opportunity. As I said, I don't think there's a right way or there's a wrong way. I think it really fits different personalities, different types. And uh, yeah, it really depends on what you're looking for and what you want to be empowered to do. No, no, that's a good point, Ollie. Um... Out of interest, what, what do you think the future of cloud technologies will look like? Um, so I think it's probably going to go in two different directions. I think serverless is a big thing. And, you know, with AWS, things like Lambda, Fargate, or the serverless database offerings, that's going to be a, become a lot more prevalent as developers start understanding how to code against them. Because coding serverless, for, for example, is a very different model from... Uh, coding up your VM, for example. But on the other hand, I also think a lot of the companies will start coming back from cloud into the data centers. Because at the end of the day, cloud is expensive. It is really expensive. And if you have a good team and they really know what they're doing and you're set up for it, you have the maturity, it is cheaper to run your workloads in your data centers. At GSK, that's an ongoing big discussion we had really about you know the economics of cloud versus data centers but what i do think will happen is people will take the experience they've they've gotten on the cloud and that ease of use and that developer experience and will bring it back to the data centers i'm only really talking about the bigger companies here but you know they do set the trend and i think it'll be an interesting split going forwards yeah that is interesting um i i hosted a um webinar it was about probably two and a half three years ago and it was on um, the advantages of serverless but when when we were discussing it there was one person that was completely for going serverless and one that said it might just we don't all have to do it it might not be as cost efficient we some companies are maybe doing it as well because they want to keep their developers and the talent because they want to work on a serverless platform um, but he said, one, one of the points that resonated with me at the time was he said, it's not fit for everybody. And it, just because other people are doing it doesn't mean it's the best thing for your business. But that's really interesting. I've, I've not heard that since that talk two and a half, three years ago that I did. Um, so, yeah, no, that's really interesting. Um, I think it all comes down to economics at the end of the day, I think. Just uh, when you look at the unit cost of running these things, yeah, it gets uh, very interesting. It, uh, it's a real real shame, Ollie. we're coming to the, the last question of this, but I feel like I could speak to you for quite a while on, on a number of subjects. Um, but if, if you could give any advice to a young 
Oli Kwame, uh, before embarking on this cloud journey and especially with your transi- transition over from development into platform and cloud, what, what advice would you have given yourself? Um, I would probably say read widely. I think at the end of the day, it's a massive topic. And when you, can, when you, when you grow your career as a sysadmin, for example, you learn so much contextually that you don't really understand your learning. It's all part of the job. And so if you're shifting to this from software engineering, you might think you only need to learn your Terraform or how to set up VPCs or networks or you know, BGP routing or whatever. But the reality is there is so much around operations and processes and monitoring and all of these things, which are part of platform. But I think for a software engineer, they don't really think about these things because they're more intangible and they're not pure tech. And so it kind of, it's a bit, a bit of a wake up call when it becomes really important and you realize that, yeah, actually, all of that stuff is important and it's not just about tech. There's so much more to running the service. No, that's great, Ollie. Thank you very much for that. Um, I, I want to thank you so much for your time and your input today. Um, really appreciate you putting the time aside to sort of give back to the tech community. So thank you very much. Uh, yeah, no worries. It was a pleasure, Manny. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Trusted Tech Talk podcast with me, Manny, and my guest, Oliver Kwame, head of platform at Money Supermarket. Don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn and Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you never miss another episode. If you want to discuss this topic further, have follow-up questions, or are looking for a brand new cloud and DevOps role for yourself, please get in touch via email or LinkedIn.